Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. My name is Rachel, and I am only one of the usual hosts of Soulmates Podcast, but Emily has had a very long week. She's been out of town, and honestly, she deserves a break, so I'm doing this one on my own. The subject for this week's podcast is Seolal, which is the Lunar New Year in Korea. So Seolal is the first day of the Korean calendar. It is one of the most important traditional Korean holidays, and it actually lasts a total of three days. It's the day before Korean New Year, Korean New Year itself, and then the day after Korean New Year. Usually, the Korean New Year falls on the second new moon after the winter solstice. So this year, it happens to be on Saturday, January 25th. So the entirety of Seolal this year is January 24th through the 26th. Korean New Year typically falls on the same day as the Chinese New Year. So if you're only familiar with the Chinese New Year, Seolal is on the same day. Now you might be noticing that I'm pronouncing that a little bit differently each time, and that's because I thought I knew how to pronounce it, and then I watched a video of a native Korean speaker say it, and I was like, wow, that was really off. So if I'm really off... Don't hate me too much. I'm doing my best. So what happens during Korean New Year? It's not like an American New Year where you maybe go out, get drunk, kiss someone when the ball has finished dropping or when it turns midnight. It's not really like that at all. Basically, it's a time for Koreans to visit their family, perform some ancestral rites, wear hanbok, although this is becoming less popular, and hanbok is basically traditional Korean garb, but a lot of people do not wear hanbok anymore and they prefer to just wear western style clothes. They also eat traditional foods and play folk games. I find this very interesting just because New Year's Day and New Year's Eve are not usually family-oriented holidays. Like when you're young, of course, you have to stay with your family because you don't really have anywhere to go and You're not 21, so you can't drink. And when you are 21, usually you are not living with your parents anymore. You're in college and you have friends that you can go out on the town with and drink and party and whatever. So I really like that Korean New Year is focused on being with your family. So this three-day holiday is really important because a lot of people use it to return to their hometowns, to visit their parents and other relatives. And 36 million South Koreans reportedly travel to visit their families during the Korean New Year. So they not only travel within the country, but around the world as well. And many Koreans travel from overseas to visit their families for this annual holiday. They basically use this as an excuse to be one of the few times that they will be able to get together and catch up on one another's lives in person. It is also considered really respectful and important to attend the holiday. Often family members will first visit their elders which includes grandparents and parents, and it's also respectful for people to visit their mothers and fathers-in-law during the Korean New Year. So if you're married to a Korean person whose family celebrates Seolal, you may be going with them wherever to visit their parents or to visit their grandparents and show respect. So Seolal is a three-day holiday, so a lot of preparations go into making it nice. So they prepare traditional foods on a table as an offering for their ancestors, and a rite begins with deep bows from all the family members the first morning of Korean New Year. This is a sign of respect and is a very important practice on the first day of the New Year. It's also where they will pray for the well-being of all the family members, 
And many Koreans, like I said before, will dress up in hanbok, which are traditional Korean garb that is worn for special occasions such as weddings, Korean New Year, like what we're talking about right now, a child's first birthday, etc. After they have performed this rite for the ancestors and prayed for everybody's well-being, then they have a big feast, which is my personal favorite part of any holiday is eating. So let's talk about what they actually eat. So traditional Korean New Year food, the staple of every Shoulal celebration is dokguk, which is basically a soup with sliced rice cakes. And it is a Korean food that is customarily eaten for the new year. It's basically part of a birthday celebration. Now you may be wondering, why am I celebrating a birthday on the Korean New Year? Well, in South Korea, you actually have two different ages. You have your Korean age, and then you have like your body's age. So in America, those two things are the same. You have your body age and that's your age. That's it. You don't have another age. But in South Korea, everybody ages one year every new year. So basically, when you're born, you will turn one year old before you actually turn one year old because you celebrate Seolal and you turn one year old before your actual day that you were birthed. I hope that makes sense. So basically, to figure out your Korean age, usually you can just take your age and then add one. So A lot of people like to joke that you turn 21 in your Korean age before you turn 21 in your birth age. So which one allows you to drink and that sort of a thing. So I think that's pretty funny. But basically after you've eaten the soup, then that signals that you have turned one year older. So the YouTuber that I was actually watching, whose username is Korean Coach Helena, she joked that when she was younger, because she was told that she would try to eat as many bowls of dokguk as she could, so she could be like six years old. It doesn't really work like that, but I thought that was pretty cute. Another popular food on Xiaolal is jeon. Jeon, or buchimge, is one of my favorite Korean foods. It's basically a savory pancake, and I'm all about that. And usually you cut it up with a knife into like square sections, kind of like how you would slice a pizza into squares. There are many different types of jeon, and usually it's just the word of the main ingredient in the pancake plus jeon. So pa jeon is green onion pancake. Heimo pa jeon is seafood pancake. So Heimo pajan is really good, but it's kind of expensive to make because you have to buy the seafood to put in the pancake. So my favorite jeon is chamchi jeon, which is basically like a tuna pancake. And of course, you don't have to buy sushi grade tuna. You can just use canned tuna. And I used to make this all the time when I lived with Emily <laughs> back in the day. And she would always be like, it smells like sesame oil so much in the kitchen. And that's because it tastes the best when you fry it with the sesame oil. So there's actually a person that I learned how to cook all of my jeon from. And her name is Mangchi. And she has a very popular food blog on the internet. If you just search Pajeon, which is spelled P-A-J-E-O-N, you'll find her recipe. It's one of the first results. And in my opinion, I feel like her recipes are the most spot on for getting things to taste like how they would taste if you went to a Korean restaurant because she is a native Korean. So with that being said, let's all celebrate with pajeon together. It's a really simple recipe to make. Basically, all you need to make pajeon is green onions, flour, water, soybean paste, sugar, and vegetable oil. Now, if you don't have any soybean paste, 
you are like me, I don't have any soybean paste in my cabinet, you don't necessarily need this ingredient. If you've never been to your local Asian supermarket, guaranteed they have it if you want to go get it. Basically what you do is you wash and dry a handful of green onions and you cut them into five inch long pieces. You don't want to have a super long green onion in the pancake because then when you bite into it, you will pull out a long string of green onion and that's just not the correct way to eat it. So you make a batter by mixing the flour and the water, the soybean paste if you have it, you can omit it, and then sugar in a bowl. So you mix until the batter is smooth and then you heat up your nonstick pan with some oil to the heated pan. Now she says to use vegetable oil, but I really like using sesame oil because I like the way it tastes. But you can use whatever oil you'd like. Put the green onion on the pan parallel to each other. So basically you want to line up the green onions right next to each other and then pour the batter over top in the shape of a rectangle. And then you'll cook the pancake on both sides evenly. And then while you're cooking it, just press it a little bit. That helps it cook a little bit nicer. And then when you're done cooking it, you just cut it into squares like I mentioned before. And then you dip it in some sauce. The sauce is really good. To make the sauce, you need soy sauce, vinegar, sugar or honey, chopped onion, chili peppers, and sesame seeds. The chopped onion and the green and red chili peppers are optional, but I highly recommend putting some sesame seeds in your dipping sauce. It's a two to one ratio of soy sauce to vinegar, and I recommend rice wine vinegar. I think that tastes the best. And just adding a teaspoon of sugar or honey into it makes it take on like a savory sweet quality, which I really enjoy. But if you prefer a savory dip, just leave out the sugar or the honey. So let me know if you try that recipe and if you like it. It's one of my favorite dishes to make. It's very simple. It's vegetarian. It's vegan. Yep, it's vegan. So pretty much anyone can eat it. There's no dairy inside of it. So if you're lactose intolerant like me, it won't upset your stomach. And it's delicious. So before I sign off, the last thing I want to talk about is the Korean Zodiac. So just like the Chinese have their own specific Zodiac the Koreans have their own zodiac as well. And a lot of parents will actually plan births around specific zodiac signs to have children with qualities associated with the zodiac sign that they like. So let's see what my zodiac sign is. I was born in 1992, which reveals my age. Okay, I am born in the year of the monkey, which I believe is my Chinese zodiac as well. It says here that people born in the year of the monkey are erratic geniuses of the animal signs. I don't know if I'm erratic or a genius, but let's keep reading. They are clever, skillful, and flexible, and they are remarkably inventive and original and can solve the most difficult problems with ease. I don't know about that either. (laughs) They are good at assessing risk in financial problems. My finances aren't that great, but maybe that's just because I'm a millennial. They are the ultimate diplomats and slip in and out of difficulties with ease. I will say that I'm pretty good at mediating situations and taking charge and sitting back when needed. I guess that would make me diplomatic, but I don't take too much stock in these things. If you are curious about what your year and sign mean, please check out the website Korea for the number four expats, E-X-P-A-T-S dot com. They have a fantastic article on zodiac animal signs and what they mean. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this mini-sode. It was fun for me to make and I hope that you celebrate Sholal in your own way this weekend. I know that I will be eating some jun or making some jun to consume because like I said, it is one of my favorite Korean foods to eat. 
And with that, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can find us on Instagram at soulmatespodcast and YouTube at soulmatespodcast. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find our podcast anywhere podcasts are normally found. Whatever platform you're listening on now, please follow us or subscribe so you are notified Every time we post a new episode, which is every Friday, unless it is a holiday or we are both dead. If you enjoyed this episode at all, consider leaving us a tip on coffee.com. The link is in our link tree on Instagram and also on our Facebook. The minimum is $3 and we are so close to getting a soundboard. Every donation counts. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And again, I hope you consider celebrating Xiolal in your own way and we will see you next week. Bye.